There's another element to safety. And that is if you vaccinate someone and they make an antibody response and then they get exposed and infected, does the response that you induce actually enhance the infection and make it worse? And the only way you'll know that is if you do an extended study, not in a normal volunteer who has no risk of infection, but in people who are out there in a risk situation. This would not be the first time, if it happened, that a vaccine that looked good in initial safety actually made people worse. We know those signals from SARS-CoV-1. We've seen this in, in cat coronavirus vaccines where cats ended up with this horrible inflammation swelling of the stomach and about 30% of the cats died. So we know once you prime somebody with an antibody and that antibody is good, great. But if you prime them with an antibody that is not good, sit back and pull out the popcorn because we're going to be seeing something horrific happening immunologically to a population down the road. They're trying to train the body's immune system to target the right part of the virus because getting it wrong can be dangerous. We know that historically with coronaviruses that if you do vaccinate with the wrong kind of vaccine, for instance in domestic cats who have a similar viral infection, that you can make the disease more severe. Welcome to The Daily Wrap-Up, a concise show dedicated to bringing you the most relevant, independent news as we see it from the last 24 hours. Saturday, March 1st, <coughs> excuse me, interesting way to start, Saturday, March 1st, 2022, thank you for joining me today. It's going to be a very interesting and extendedly long and two-part type of deal today. It's probably, I'm going to try to make this first part only about COVID. It's going to be hopefully within an hour. And I'm going to do my best to get done with this show tonight. And hopefully within a five, maybe less turnaround, get the next show started. But I won't be able to share it because I won't have time to do so. So I'll need your help in doing that. So tonight we're going to start out now with our COVID-19 coverage. I just, and I wasn't planning on doing this, but I did not want another four hour show. I needed these parts to be seen separately and digested more so. So we're going to make sure this is focused. Now, obviously, you see this in the title, the UK report. I've been covering these things. I mean, at least it's been it's been months. And up until recently, Scotland as well, until Scotland decided to go, oh, we're going to stop showing you the data because you misunderstand it, even though we're not under misunderstanding it. We're using it the same way they were using it in the beginning. And by the way, still are. And I'll prove both of those to you. They just don't like how we look at it and see the things they don't want us to look at. And they just hid it from you because that's what honest people do, right? They withhold information when they think you may be confused about it. What about those over there that aren't confused? Are you, you're withholding from them too, though, don't you realize? Yes, they know that. They're withholding information is the point. So too is the CDC. We're going to go over the data around that report and a bunch of really, a few other really important topics. One of which, as you see in the title, is that yet again, and we've proven this to you from the very beginning, from multiple studies. Yes, mRNA from Pfizer, which we'll say Pfizer in the title because of the study specifically is Pfizer, but mRNA from these injections can and does reverse transcribe into your DNA. 
I mean, it's it's amazing how many times that's been pushed back and how and right out of the gate, a thought that occurred to me recently is interesting that think of all the studies that have been retracted. Think about the cloth mask studies. Oh, that's right. That didn't age very well, did it? That one that they forced back and said, you're all crazy and you're putting people's lives in risk and you forced the editors pulled back studies because they disagreed with it and the scientists didn't weren't okay with that. And here we are. We're now they're like, yeah, we all we always knew cloth masked. We all knew we knew that. We knew. No, you didn't. And you guys were screaming that we were all crazy madmen. The point is that they either don't know that and they're so propagandized they can't even realize that they're just taking the newest narrative, which is that they were right before and they don't even know that, which is probably not that crazy in the world they're in. Or they're just choosing to not admit they were wrong because they don't want to give up on the fact. that they, I mean, it's like it's like the mainstream today. Are you really going to pretend that someone like Stelter or Lemon or even Tucker on the other side is going to stand up and go, yeah, we were wrong the whole time. You got we were wrong. We now realize we were wrong. You've invested in this two party paradigm your entire career. You can't just turn on a dime. They're invested in the lie. That's the point. Now. We're going to talk about all this stuff today, and I'll try to do it quickly, so I'm going to jump into it to start. But to reiterate one more time, when we're done, please stay tuned. Look to look to uh, our channels. Let, let's put it this way. Check, check Super U, because I'm guaranteeing that's going to be the main place that this show will be live. I won't have the article page up and stuff before after the show is done, and that's going to be the Ukraine coverage we're going to be doing afterward. So just help me out in the chat, my odds and everybody else. Make sure in the Discord people get the information about where to go. Help me share the information because there's a lot to get into around Ukraine as well. And I'm going to destroy that narrative today like we have been doing. But no further ado, let's get into right out of the gate. The most important part in my mind is this report that is absolutely shocking. And I, I mean, I, I've been shocked by these every time that they dismiss and act like we're confused somehow. It's it, This is staggering this time. And that's exactly why I argue they're so quick to try to pull this back. They're, they are right now trying to so quickly pull this back and hide the information and simultaneously just look over there, this crazy thing. And it's, it's just actually, the, the fact that they're so obviously focusing almost, I mean, entirely their attention on this one topic as if COVID just didn't exist anymore is so very obvious. Like it's really stark. And I want us to think about that. So this information, same with Scotland is why they don't want you to see this. And it's exactly what I told you, what I thought and predicted would happen, which is the third dose. Part of this is going to end up like the others. All the science backs that up. We're even going to play a clip today from Walensky. He's basically admitting that. Right. But they're now that they're all feeling like they got away with it right now that we're rolling into the next thing. And they're having these these discussions where they're looking back on covid and going, yeah, you know, we never really thought about waning. Right. You're still in the midst of it, guys. You're criminal and you're, you're criminals in the midst of your crime. And you're sitting there acting like you're discussing it 30 years ago. It's really, really crazy. A lot of you probably saw this floating around. We're going to play this. And it also admits something really embarrassing for the head of the CDC, which is that, oh, when she first heard that this was effective from the CNN feed. <laughs> Really? So she gets it from CNN? Great. Yeah, trust the CDC because they know, right? She gets it from CNN because Don Stelter told her. <laughs> My God, these are the people that we're listening to, huh? Well, this report is really, really shocking. Now, just to see the, the week report, we missed the last one, by the way. Week eight was the last week. Here is the data starting with cases. Just as a quick joke, I had already forgotten I was in a rush. As you can probably tell, I started talking about stuff, and here we go. 
in the chat, yell at me if I'm if I'm getting distracted and side side uh, sidetracked. Okay, so cases, COVID nineteen cases by vaccination status between week five and week eight. And as always, this is a this is a week update. So it's it's a month report, but it's a week update, right? So over the last week is what I'm is what I'm basically referring to the the reports that they updated to this, but it's still it still encompasses a month of data. If that makes sense. So this is week five to week eight, and this is the next week's update. So getting right into the data, as you know, we have broken down here. For, well, before I actually get into the page of the data, just recognize a couple of things that I keep pointing out. And I'll, and I'll review this on the data page itself, but just so you can see it. Look at the under 18 for the not vaccinated. That's, it says 169,482 cases. Not, there's not a single other category, save for these over here in the boosted area, which are supposed to be the most protected because that totally makes sense, who have that many cat- numbers. But look, they, they don't even get as high. 136 is the highest. Are we really going to pretend that the least in danger, the least infected, the least hospitalized, the least death category of everybody on this is going to constitute, well, I'm going to jump over and look real quick, which is going to apparently constitute... 70% of all the cases under 18, or excuse me, of the unvaccinated, which is what we're looking at. That number right there is 70% of all of the unvaccinated numbers. So if you just remove that, pluck that out of there, shockingly, this gets ridiculous, like even more ridiculous, right? So right now, unvaccinated account for t- only 21% of all the cases in, the, in this last month period or in last week report from the UK. 74% of all the cases we're in the fully injected or in the injected in general, which is, by the way, up from 65% last week. So last week, 65% of the vaccinated people accounted for cases. This time, 74% of the cases are vaccinated people. Whereas the unvaccinated last week was 30% of the cases. This week, 21. That doesn't make sense, does it? Is that supposed to go the exact opposite, isn't it? Okay, well, the, the, the whole thing is like this. Now, my point is that the number there you're looking at, which only constitutes 21% of the unvaccinated number or of the total number, and those are the unvaccinated, 244,313, 70% of that whole number is in the under 18 category. My point, I am certain we're being lied to. I'm absolutely certain. And the reason being is because none of this adds up with everything else we know. And I'm going to prove this to you in regard to the hospitalization part of it, that we are being told the number of hospitalizations like in the entirety of COVID-19 are super low, super low uh, and unverifiable for the most part. And yet we get into the number and it shows hundreds of thousands. You'll see what I mean. My point being is that's not accurate, especially since if you look down here at the bottom, okay, wait a minute, over 80 is supposed to be the most at risk in the whole category, right? But you're telling me that the, the most at risk age group in the most at-risk category, you tell us, which is the not vaccinated, has the lowest numbers. Anybody want to explain that to me? 755, right? So those are over 80s, not vaccinated. That's it. And that's the people that got cases. 755, that's it. Let's dance over and look at the boosted, which they keep saying is the best thing you can be. 26,991. That doesn't make any sense at all, does it? And you, you, you know why? Because we're being deceived. Now, when you add it all together, again, 70% plus is in the side of the fully injected. And I think if you remove this false number, which I think is false, it becomes pretty damn clear. Now, the other, the other factors in here, boosted alone accounted for 53% of all the cases. 
which by the way, was up from 42% last week. Again, if you're giving people more boosters, how did their risk increase from last week? Nah, we don't understand basic math, do we? Okay, 80 to 89%, or excuse me, over 80s were 89% of all the cases in the vaccinated. So likewise, 70% of the cases in the unvaccinated were under 18. 89% of all the cases of the vaccinated were over 80. And none of this adds up with what they're telling you. Now, jumping over to hospitalizations, and this is where it gets really interesting in regard to that under 18 number. Because again, there's an anomaly here in regard to every other category. It's just, just looking at the not vaccinated. That doesn't make sense. Basic, basic statistics, what they're, what, they're, what they're telling you would suggest that that group is the least at risk. Yet they're all not injected. And yet they're the most affected. That is simply is ridiculous, guys. I'm just, I can't get past this. So again, when you look at the numbers, total, you have 23% of all the hospitalizations, and this is where it's supposed to be totally slanted towards the pandemic of the unvaccinated, right? Well, only 23% of the hospitalizations are unvaccinated, which by the way, is down from 28%. I mean, it's completely going the other direction. Fully injected, 77% of all the hospitalizations in this last period which by the way, is up from 71%. So hospitalization percentage decreased in the unvaccinated, increased in the vaccinated. 6% and 5%, about the same difference in each direction. Okay, so at same point, 44% of all the hospitalizations in the unvaccinated are in this unvac- are on this under 18 category, which doesn't make any sense. Do you know why? Because they've already admitted that this is completely ridiculous. Here's Newsweek telling you, studies suggest that child hospitalization numbers from COVID are inflated. They're saying here, the new two new studies from hospital pediatrics have concluded that COVID-19 hospitalizations among children have been inflated by at least 40%, at least. This sort of retrospective chart review will likely reveal the same findings across the country. This was a while ago. My point is that this has already been discussed. Or how about this one in regard to child deaths? The total number is still at 300. Well, now they were going over 400 last I checked. None of these have been verified. As this Johns Hopkins doctor points out, A tremendous number of government and private policies affecting kids are based on one number, 335. This was this was July of last year, but it has its same same point right now. And last time I heard the reporting, it was like 400 something. That is how many children under 18 have died with a COVID diagnosis code in their record, which we know means nothing. You go with a broken leg, you have sniffles in the right situations, and you're told you have COVID. You get a test with PCR with false positive, told you have COVID. Whether you even whether you die of a hospitalization or walk out fine, all of that goes in the COVID category. That's ridiculous. And they've admitted all of that. Now it says, yet the CDC, which has 21,000 employees, hasn't researched each death to find out whether COVID caused it or it was dealt by something else. That's just insulting to our intelligence while they yell us that children are going to die. Without these data, the CDC Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices decided in May that the benefits of two vaccines outweigh the risks for all kids, told 15. He says he's written hundreds of peer-reviewed studies. He can think of no journal editor who would accept the claim that 335 deaths resulted from a virus without data to indicate if the virus was incidental or causal and without an analysis of relevant risk factors such as obesity. Now, of course, they put this behind a paywall. It wasn't before. There's a bunch more in there that's really important, but I didn't want to pay for this ridiculous article. But not the articles, mainstream media, I mean. 
this is very clear. And this also highlights the, the, the back and forth where in the beginning of COVID, you, you didn't want to break down the differences, right? We didn't care if it was with or from or this or that It all, because we're all, we're going to lump it all together for your safety, right? Breathlessly screaming. We're all going to just, doesn't matter. Well, now, now, okay, well, now after the vaccine, well, no, 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 we have to make sure different circumstances. This guy's got red hair. He's got brown hair. You can't compare them. It doesn't make sense. And it's ridiculous because either it made sense to begin with, so you can make sense now, or you chose to not make sense to now, and now you're trying. Either way, it doesn't add up. And where we're at now, and to be clear, obviously it makes sense to differentiate between different practices and whether different people have different things or vaccinated people test more or not or whatever. Yes, these things matter. But it doesn't mean you just refuse to acknowledge that more people are dying that are being injected just because, well, they are different things you have to understand. You have to squint at it just right. And I know I keep saying that in a joking way, but look, guys, more people are dying who are injected. That's the end of the story. <laughs> there's no way around that. And yes, you can argue that there's reasons that may add to that, but not if it is 90%. Like if this was just a huge portion that shouldn't be there, but yes, most of the people dying were still unvaccinated. That's what they meant when they first talked about this. Well, yeah, there's going to be a little, a higher proportion because yes, most of them are vaccinated. They never meant the majority. That's why like when I get to the Walensky clip, they never, they always act like this stuff is totally expected and planned and this no vaccine is actually hundred percent. Well, th- they said that to imply that this was expected to, that this was not a problem. It's safe and effective. It's a hundred percent. Yeah. Well, when you listen to what she has to say, it's going to shock you to hear her basically walk back that they ever, yeah, they just didn't work out, but they're still forcing it right now. They're still pushing it right now. Even though, as this opening clip's talked about, it is based on a different variant. It is based on something else, whatever you want to think. It's not the thing currently in front of us. Or you could say, as many of you are probably thinking, that it's not even the thing that's there or there at all, right? Those are fair points. It's it basically is the same point. If you are giving us something for something that's the wrong thing or the thing that's not whatever, however you want to frame it, it's going to hurt you. That's what the, all those doctors were saying, including Fauci himself. Now, we know as a matter of fact, They've openly said this, that the thing they're giving the, the other one for is no longer relevant to the current. They just go, well, it still has like 20 something percent effective relative risk, which is below 50 percent. Therefore, it shouldn't be emergency authorized anymore. But nobody cares about all those facts. They just pretend like, well, 20 is better than nothing. No, it's not. You're giving them something that's hurting their body. That doesn't even get into the side effects or the fact that people who have natural immunity and then get that dangerous thing hurts them even more. Multiple studies have found that. None of this stuff is being considered because we're crazy, apparently, even though I'm pointing to peer-reviewed science. Now this, right, so here we are back at, so the number was the same point here, back to the hospitalizations, is that this number is supposed to be, you know, 812 hospitalizations it's claiming under 18 even though every other category doesn't even go over 200. Even though we just read to you that these things are being overshot or the fact that we're, I mean, this, this represents right here, what we're looking at represents 44% of all the unvaccinated hospitalizations. 44%. So yet we're being reported that we have barely 300, 400 kids that have died or the fact that these numbers of hospitalizations have overtly been manipulated. Yeah, I think we can see that. That doesn't even remotely make sense based on what we know. You could argue there's some kind of a, a, a some kind of an anomaly, something else going on in the population that's making that. But these, these are COVID tests after and then hospital as it reads, COVID cases presenting to emergency care within 28 days of positive test. The other information, 
boosted alone accounts for 57% of all the hospitalizations in this time frame. 57%. Over 80, 93% of all the hospitalizations in the VAX category. 93%. There's no misunderstanding that. Look, and, and to make it clear, this is not like, oh, they're old and it's being conflated. No, guys, this is people who are in this position, who got an injection, and then got COVID-19 within 28 days, or told they did with a test. That's very clear. So within that period of time, we're talking about 100, 1,887 over 80 people who were put in the hospital. Now, yes, some of those could be other things. The point being that it's obviously aggressively slanted when you look at the over 80s not injected, who are more, or I guess, well, either way doesn't matter the, the majority, because right now the, you could clearly point out that most of them are injected, or at least that's what they would say. I forget what the percentage was in the over 80s. I don't think it was. Anyway, it doesn't matter. The bottom line is, again, per 100,000, which is the way they try to frame this after before they got, got away from them, is that it's obvious that this doesn't add up. They're not injected. They're at the highest risk group. And there's that little case. There's that little hospitalizations. It just doesn't make any sense. Then finally, the two death categories. We have over or within 28 days and within 60 days, each one being told you have COVID-19 with the test. Now, what's interesting about this is the, the way it's, I'll just show you this right now, the way somebody framed this, which I agree with. He says pandemic is over for the unvaccinated in the UK. It's the same report. He's looking at the same report. The way he looks at it is the same thing that I'm doing right now. That if you break this down the way that you should, the way anybody honest would pre-COVID mania, you look at the not injected people and you look at the deaths. You look at anybody that's gotten this substance in their body, which doesn't mean they died from it, like the same thing they want to scream about with anything else. Right? They just, you, you, you can acknowledge that somebody could have got this injection and then died from something else, but you still factor it in. You consider that caveat and you consider that people not vaccinated could have died in the same way, right? Even though they won't do that, right? It's just the point is at the end of the day, it is exponentially more dangerous. 3,527 deaths of people who were injected, 394 deaths of people who were not. It's unreal. This is what they're running from, guys. Now you can see here, based on the breakdown of the data, this is incredible to me. Okay, so right now, for within 28 days, 3,957 deaths total. Only 10%, only 10% of the deaths, which is, by the way, not that those don't, the other things don't matter, but deaths are what we really talk about, right? Death, the mortality of it all, that's what people care about, like truly care about. Like if you knew, let's say that you'd be hospitalized, but you for sure wouldn't die, well, it would kind of change things, wouldn't it? But we, don't, we always consume hospitalizations, you know, could lead to death. My point is the death part of it is all they're really, really concerned about. Not that those other things don't matter because hospitalizations and problematic, they can last and have problems with respiratory, whatever else. The bottom line is if only 10% of the deaths are in the unvaccinated, how can you pretend this thing is working? 90%, 90% of all of the deaths within 28 days in this time frame were in the injected. 
that, by the way, is up from 87%. So that's also still going up. You know what this looks like? Exactly the way we told you this would go, including the fact that the booster side of it is also getting worse. I wish I could look at the Scotland data because it would make it more stark, but they hid it from you. I'll show you that next. But you can just, you can see the breakdown. I mean, look at the numbers here compared to what we're seeing here in general, or just all of them together. And this is what's interesting too. Now going to death, you know, the, the thing that's be much more difficult to, to lie about, manipulate, 0.07% of all of the unvaccinated deaths are under 18. So they're pretending this huge portion of kids are getting cases and going to the hospital, but then basically none of them are dying. <laughs> I mean, that, I guess, adds up in the, when we know that, they're, that that's the point, that none of these kids are dying. But I would also point out that none of them are going to the hospital. None of them, I shouldn't say none, but really, 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 it's the flu. It's less than the flu, less than, especially for kids. The Oxford calculator for COVID-19 puts it at one in a million for dying for under 19. Now, boosted in these death category accounts for 68% of all of those deaths. 68% in the people that got the third shot, that's the best one that makes it all work, by the way, which is up from 59%, almost a 10% increase in mortality from the last week if you got the booster. Yeah, but let's let's explain that one, right? This is just basic percentages, right? You, I mean, this, this is looking at the data, adding up the people that have an injection, adding up the people that don't, and including the unlinked, and breaking it down percentage-wise. I mean, it's basic. Now, I'm not implying that this is absolutely 100% sound. Yes, you should read their caveats. Doesn't mean that they're always completely accurate in how you're supposed to perceive it, but they make sense. Yes, vaccinated and not, test differently, and so on. These are fair points, okay? But it does not change the fact that you're in within the data they're showing you, and including those caveats, you're still looking at 70% of the people who did die, that did happen, being boosted. Period. There's no way around that. Now, in the 80 over 80 category, guys, this is crazy. 93% of all the deaths are in the over 80 category, in the vaccinated. 93%. Okay, so this is where it gets into the whole eugenics possibility or the fact that they're just putting people in nursing homes and like how, or maybe just malfeasance. I mean, I, I consider all of them. I actually personally feel quite strongly there's very clearly some kind of an effort whether eugenics or otherwise, with all the things we've seen with remdesivir or the not the NDRs for dyslexic people in England. I mean, it's just gross what we've seen. But if you're seeing 93% of the deaths happen, look at that number. In the, the boosted, by the way, not just just over 80, but the boosted over 80 category, 93%. That's gross. That seems like an action. But I mean, I just don't know why people can't recognize that this is happening when they're posting this stuff. Because they go, oh, I'm not supposed to read it the way it reads. I'm supposed to think about it the way they tell me to. Absolutely staggering. And it gets even worse, guys. Going after 60 days, guess what happens? Unvaxxed percentage goes down, vaxxed goes up. Shocking, I know. Exactly what all the experts that were being honest with you were telling you would happen. The longer it goes, the more you take, the worse it gets. It's pretty simple. 6,466 deaths, 8% of all of those deaths, only 570 out of 6,466 were unvaccinated. That is it. That's down from 13%. 13, that's down to 8% from last week. And again, in this category, is only 0.04% under 18. 
but vaccinated 5,871 out of 6,466. That is 91% of all of the deaths. 91% of the, all of the COVID deaths after being tested for COVID, positive for COVID within this time frame. That's up from 87%. So in every single category across the board, every one of them, the vaccinated risk went up and the unvaccinated risk went down in every single category. I haven't seen it like that one time this whole time. This one was shocking. Boosted, boosted, third shot, 4,412 deaths out of 6,466. That's 68%. 68%. That's up from 59%. Guys, there's no misunderstanding this. That doesn't mean that there's not more to the story or that there could be an alternate explanation. And I'm only saying that just to be objective. Like, I think we're pretty damn clear what this is. But the bottom line is you're walking away recognizing that the majority of people that are being hurt, killed, hospitalized, or getting sick right now, in the UK at the very least, are are injected. Now, by the way, you could also just say this as fully injected, right? Because look, you remove the one dose, it's really not that much. Right now, the predominant, the, and, well, and I, but I shouldn't say that because don't forget, the only reason the one dose category looks like it's not that much is because when you get into, oh, I forgot, it doesn't show it on here anymore. I was going to get into Scotland. It, they dump, they dump this back. That, that's why they have the first 14 to 21 day period where they don't count what happens, but they don't tell you as Alberta accidentally admitted to everybody, they roll it back. Actually, I, I think I can actually, I think it probably still, uh, let me see if they still list it in here. I bet you they took it out because when they change this, there's no need to tell you how that works anymore because you always do this 21 days. Yeah, I knew it. Oh my God, that's crazy. Let me see if I have, I do have an older one up. Hold on, I'm getting all over the place now. Let me do this real quick. This is actually pretty interesting. I didn't think about this before. So right now my point is that they removed the graphs from the Scotland data, right? We've talked about that last week and I'll make it clear in one second once I get this squared. They removed the graphs because they don't want you to see it. And they posted it in there. Say, well, it's because people mis- misinterpret it. So we're going to hide it from everybody, which is so ridiculous. It's childish. But my point is what I just realized, check this out. Look at that. 21 days. Look, it's weird. It popped up in the older one. Isn't that strange? Well, here's what they removed, guys. They removed the point where they admit to you that unvaccinated is anybody who has tested positive less or equal to 21 days after their first dose. Look at that. Now, here's the other part. Oh, actually, this is a really old one, by the way, and it doesn't even have the secondary part. Well, anyway, that, that's enough right there. That shows it to you. The, as the reports go further, it makes it even more clear. You remember on the older reports, I mean, share that in the, in, the, in the chat if people want more, where it says very clearly, it even goes further and says that every other dose as well, because look, it only says two right here. This is a really old report. I have it in here for a reason to show you that they, I'll get to it in a minute. Anyway, the point is, what they do is dump this stuff back into the other category, right? That is, as it said in, that, in the Scotland report, if you are, if you get an injection and you die within 20 days in Scotland and some other places, in, in this, in UK, it still says 14, but Scotland uses 21. And I showed you why, because the vast majority of the deaths and hospitalizations happen within that first 21 day period. This is a fact. It's easy to look up. They just pretend it's because of other things. Well, we don't know. It could have been from before. 
Well, no, they very clearly recognized that that's where the bulk happens. And so they just dumped it back. And they said, well, after 21 days, 14 days, actually, look, I forgot they did update it. 21 days, same thing. So guys, the point being, obviously the vast majority of this problem is happening and the people that are injected and they're desperate to hide this from you. And yes, the pan, well, I wouldn't say the pan, the pandemic, pandemic never started for the unvaccinated, in my opinion. It was just another flu problem. I mean, I, look, I don't, I don't know that for sure because I know plenty of people that swear up and down that they dealt with something they've never dealt with before. But as I always ask, guys, how many of you out there, you know, raise your virtual hand in the chat. How many out there have, have had a hospitalized case of the flu, right? How many out there have had a very, very severely ca- severe case of pneumonia that caused them to be hospitalized? I, w- I would bet that it's very, very few. Sorry, I was reading the chat for a second. My point being that most of us have no idea what it feels like to have an v- incredibly severe case of the flu or any very anything else, because most of us haven't dealt with that. So suddenly, when we have that and we're being told there's something new, you can see how that would work. But I'm, just, I'm, that's, I'm not saying that's for sure. I'm just that's a possibility, right? We need to be able to consider things like that. Now, let's listen to what Walensky has to say before we look at the public health of Scotland data. Not the data, really, but the breakdown of their illusion and how they're hiding things from you. And then we'll finish off with the DNA and different discussions and we're looking good on time. So Walensky here. Gosh, this is really crazy, man. I got I tell you, the, the, what, the, what she says right here is it's like it's, it's almost like she's trying to admit that they were wrong. But at, but make it look like it's at a time when. We've all acknowledged that it was ex- like we've all accepted that reality. And we've all discussed it like this is like a as if they're sitting here 30 years later discussing what happened way back when. You'll see what I mean. It's, it's really interesting. I, I, I think people I think she is the next person potentially to be thrown under the bus. That's why they used her like you. You've known my impression of her from the beginning. She does not seem like whether she's intelligent, like book smart or not. She doesn't seem like she's real, you know, street smart. Like she's just a follower is what the perception I get from her, the way that she's just like reading what she's told to do. And I don't know, just my opinion, but watch this. Approved. Um, well, you know, I think I can tell you where I was when the CNN feed came that it was 95% effective on um, the vaccine. So many of us wanted to be hopeful. So many of us wanted to say, okay, this is our ticket out right now we're done. Um, so I think we had perhaps too little caution and too much optimism um, for some good things that came our way. I I really do. I I think all of us wanted this to be done. Nobody said waning when, when, you know, Mm -hmm. oh, this vaccine's going to work. Oh, well, (laughs) maybe it'll work. It'll wear off. Um, Nobody said, well, what if the next variant doesn't, it doesn't, it's not as potent against the next variant. Yeah, they did, actually. They just didn't care or she didn't know or she or she's too blind to actually even try to look. The point is, first of all, did you hear what she said to begin with there? I, I, I don't even understand how this makes sense. You are the director of the CDC. You're supposed to be the one telling CNN what to be reporting. Or in fact, that's the reality of today. The point is that CNN is supposed to be critically taking information from her and researching and do 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 do. That's not what happens. They or apparently it's reverse even here. They tell her what to say is how it seems. But the point is, see, the mainstream, the corporate medias of the world, media outlets of the world, just regurgitate what they're told. We've seen, we see this across the board. But what she just said there was when we got the information from the CNN feed, 
So you're telling me that you weren't in touch with Pfizer and the trials and information as the CDC about what was going on, that CNN got the information first and you just regurgitated what was, you saw what they reported and took it at face value? Yeah, you shouldn't be surprised by that. We've been showing you this from the beginning, such as like when that when the lady was speaking from the White House and they asked her, like, how do you know their Delta? Well, this is the, the CDC told us. And she's he's like, yes, yes, I know that. But how do you know that they're Delta? And she's like, what you know, they told us like she didn't even understand what he was asking. Because they told us so. And it's like, yeah, but that's not what I'm asking. How do you the point is the White House just takes at face value what they're told from someone who takes at face value what they're being fed by a CNN news feed. Isn't that incredible? Now, on top of that, nobody ever talked about waning. Well, yeah, they really did. And nonetheless, the point is, once it started, a lot of us were pointing at it and saying, this is already going away. Or rather, now that we fully understand the, the dynamic, that your immune system was already failing because this broke it. And only now they're pointing at it as if we didn't even know. I mean, there's, this is we've gone through four or five different variants, different changes. They knew because I told you the clips in the beginning. Fauci knew because he said this before it started. We have something based on original isolate or what I shouldn't original strain, whatever we're talking about, because as I've said many times, they've admitted they never isolated this when they first started the genetic sequence and all the race to make the vaccines went off. Whether or not you think it happened afterward, that doesn't matter. They never look back. I've proven this. But Fauci admits this. So you're making something right now where they're still making something based on original concept. And yet you admit that if you give them something for the wrong antibodies, it hurts your body. And now we know that's happening. I mean, this is verifiable stuff. And yet keep taking it, though, because 20% and because we're another one's coming soon and thir- get the third shot so it's not as bad. I mean, this doesn't sound like science or medicine at all. This sounds like a da- like dangerous people desperate not to get caught. I, I mean, it blows my mind. Let- let's- one more time. Listen to this. We've improved. Could we have improved? Um, well, you know, I think... I can tell you where I was when the CNN feed came, that it was 95% effective on the vaccine. So many of us... When the CNN news feed came. I I mean, just think about what that means, that she didn't know. She didn't know until she heard from us what CNN told her. The manipulators. Whether Fox or CNN, it would be just as alarming to me. ...wanted to be helpful. So many of us wanted to say, okay, this is our ticket out, right? Now we're done. Um, So I think we had perhaps too little caution and too much optimism. Right. Oh, you mean as the very group that's supposed to be making sure it's safe? You mean the very group and I mean, all these groups, CDC, FDA, you're the very groups that are supposed to be holding them accountable. And all you did is take at face value what they told, what Pfizer told CNN to tell you on the newsfeed, what is happening? Can you believe, I mean, you, again, you should not be shocked by this. We wanted to believe it. So we went along with it. You mean you didn't do your due diligence? Good God. I mean, I, this is so frustrating to me that people can't see. I don't even think these people are the ones making the decisions. I mean, seriously. Um, for some good things that came our way. I, I really do. I, I think all of us wanted this to be done. Nobody said waning when, when you know, mm-hmm. oh, this vaccine's going to work. Oh, well, <laughs> maybe it'll work. It'll wear off. Maybe it'll wear off. Like, and you're just laughing about that, right? Do you, first of all, realize what she's saying right there is that this thing doesn't work. No vaccine's 100% effective. That's, that's, that's an irrelevant statement. If this thing in, within, uh, within the day one, 
That's the point. From one to 31 days, this thing drops to 55% relative risk reduction. Relative. That is not what people think it means. Absolute is what we should be using, right? I mean, I just, it's the 55% of it's so important. And you have the right. Because even relative goes so far below what is supposed to be 50% efficacy for emergency authorization. Even though right now we're telling, we're telling everybody, we're, we're not even talking about COVID anymore. I look at my newsfeed this morning, not a single breaking news feed from any outlet about COVID. Oh, Ukraine, Ukraine, Ukraine. But we're still in an emergency though. We're still in a COVID emergency enough to rationalize an emergency, authorize new things. Even though we didn't say one thing about it today, at least on my newsfeed. Really? Um, nobody said, well, what if the next variant doesn't, it doesn't, it's not as potent against the next variant. Can yep. we have improved? Yeah, exactly. That, that's exactly um, what we did say. Exactly. They went Delta and everything else. You remember, because I said it, we were talking about it. Plenty of us were. Look at what's happening. This is not the same. I mean, they just did, they censored us is the point. And here she is kind of just casually admitting that we just, we didn't know and nobody knew. And we just, oh yeah, we did. This is like Scott Adams saying that we we were wrong, even though you were right. This is pathetic. But here we are. No big deal, right? Just a casual admission of guilt. Hmm. Now I want to watch this real quick because I just want people to remember this. This is, oh, I forgot I closed my screen here. This is the video I played a few times, just in case people forgot about this. Relative risk reduction is what they are still using. Don't forget that. It is not accurate. And in fact, as this video will show again, it is it has been roundly seen as deceptive by the very scientific community that is currently using it because it's not accurate. It's a point of a percentage. If you know that that injection is going to decrease whatever they say is happening by 0.8%, would you st- or 0.08%, would you get it? If you if you thought that there was a potential risk of myocarditis or potential risk of anything else, let alone a big risk, of course not, because you think it's going to work 95% of the time. That's not what this means. And it still, right now, does not mean what you think it means. ...to know the potential benefit of any intervention. For example, Pfizer reported that its vaccine shows a 95% efficacy. Hmm. That's weird. Hold on. Strange. And you have the right to know. Let's try it again. The potential benefit of any intervention. For example, Pfizer report. (laughs) What? For crying out loud, this is ridiculous. This is a, this is, and look, it's still playing. This is on my computer. This is not even on. And you have the right to know the potential benefit of any intervention. For example, Pfizer reported. Oh my God, that's crazy. Well, I guess we're going to skip it. <laughs> Welcome to technocracy, huh? That's, cr- I mean, that's ridiculous. I don't even know how that's possible. Let me try one more thing. Screw them. Here's what we're going to do. And you have the right to know the potential benefit of any intervention. For example, that is incredible. Is the actual video from my end? Let me try one more thing. You 
have the right to know the potential benefit of any intervention. For example, Pfizer reported that its vaccine shows a 95% efficacy. That go. sounds like it protects you 95% of the time, right? But that's not actually what that number means. That 95% refers to the relative risk reduction, but it doesn't tell you how much your overall risk is reduced by vaccination. For that, we need absolute risk reduction. In the Pfizer trial, 8 out of 18,198 people who were given the vaccine developed COVID-19. In the unvaccinated placebo group, 162 people got it, which means that even without the vaccine, the risk of contracting COVID-19 was extremely low at 0.88%, which the vaccine then reduced to 0.04%. So the net benefit, or the absolute risk reduction that you're being offered with a Pfizer vaccine is 0.84%. 0.84%. I, I mean, I just, I don't even understand how people can think that that is, rel- I mean, again, the point is that, that most people don't know that. But even though this has come out, and even though in the beginning Fauci acted like he mixed them up, oops, you're either wildly incompetent or you're a liar, probably both. That is what you're dealing with today. In fact, now it's 0.4. It's at half if that was even accurate to begin with. That 95% number, that refers to the relative difference between 0.88 and 0.04%. That's what they call 95% relative risk reduction. And relative risk reduction is well known to be a misleading number, which is why the FDA recommends using absolute risk reduction instead. Which They themselves recommend it. Think about that for a second. They themselves recommend this, and yet they chose not to use it. How else do you see that but a deception? Which begs the question, how many people would have chosen to take the COVID-19 vaccines had they understood that they offered less than 1% benefit? Good question. The point is that Walensky's acting like, no big deal, you know, let's just just pretend like we're going to keep going forward until what? Until we forget that this didn't work? Until we, until we, for, for, until they scare us with the next thing they say is happening? Right. I mean, they're, they're still making this Omicron injection or focus thing. Really what it is, the Omicron was a shell game they used to hide their their universal injection. That's what it was. It's a universal mRNA platform injection. That's what it is framed around COVID. But they're working on it for everything, for flu, for everything. And that's alarming to me because this is a an unproven technology that's hurt a lot of people and we're just standing on it and building forward, right? This is, this is the uh, Jurassic Park version, standing on their shoulders and building things they don't understand, right? however you want to frame that in your mind. They don't, they're using something that has already hurt a lot of people. Now here's the Scotland data or the Scotland post, Public Health of Scotland, uh, the reports we've been, oh, and this one I showed you before, this is the older report. I'll come back to it. So here's what it says. This is the newest report. These vaccines have met strict standards of safety, quality, and effectiveness. That's just that's just, just stating that because now you can't compare. You can't look at the. Oh wait, wait, wait! I forgot. Before I get past this, I'm so glad I didn't miss, forget this. This is important. Check this out, guys. This is the risk per 100,000 for UK. Because remember, in Scotland, every category of the risk per 100,000 was aggressively hard was higher for the injected. And that's why they ran from that aggressively. Now, this is a little bit manipulated. Just like I keep showing you, they're dump- this is why they're dumping a huge number in the under 18s, because that sets off this whole manipulation. But that I believe that's how this is being hidden. That's my opinion. Either way, first of all, look at how much, how crazy, look how much worse this has gotten. 
Are you really pretending this is not a pandemic of the injected when you can look at the risk per 100,000? And it is crazy. This is more than three times the risk. And it's like that for almost every one of them. You're telling me the people who have not injected any injections have a less, people, let's put it this way. People that have the third dose, which is what they're comparing, because if it's two doses, it's way worse. Three doses compared to not vaccinated have almost a, or if not a little under or more, a three-time risk than people who are not. Why would you go get an injection if you then increase your risk to get sick? That doesn't even remotely make sense. They're not, they're not going to tell you that happened. They're going to say, oh, no, it reduces your symptoms. It won't stop injection. You know, it won't stop infection for everybody. Well, that's, the op- that's not the same thing. Not being able to stop it, not being 100% is not the same as having a three-time increased risk, at least as the numbers are showing you. Remember, what we're actually understanding is the data from the peer-reviewed science from before this has proven to you that in the first eight to 12 days, you have a 50% increased risk of getting sick. And then after three months, you have a 75% increased risk. You, it, that's, um, this is all, and that was just confirmed by another fighter study that shows you again, 45% increased risk after I think it was 30 something days. There's not an anomaly here. That's why they're desperate to get this three month cycle going because it just, I mean, I, it, but I don't even think that's going to work either way. Look at that. Every single category has a, a exponentially higher risk of getting sick than the not vaccinated, but yeah, pandemic of the unvaccinated, right? Well, now let's look at the other stuff that's gotten way crazier. This is cases. Look at the case breakdown comparison. Let's take 1829. 5.1 per 100,000 to 5.5. Are we, so you're, we're pretending it makes sense for there to be an almost inconsequential difference between people being hospitalized, not injected versus three doses for that entire age group? Before this, it was way lower. These were like point something, point something compared to higher numbers. Now, it's, it's much closer, 5.3, 6.5. And believe me, I know these are being manipulated. Like we told you, these are being dumped back into previous categories. That's been verified and they've admitted to it. They just claim that anything that happens within the first 21 days just doesn't count. We know that's not accurate, especially since the data from Alberta showed you that's where the majority of this happens. Now look at deaths. Same thing. Look at the category. Look, okay, how about this though? Look at the under 18 category here is the only one where they're claiming they have a higher risk of getting sick, even though they're at the least risk out of anybody. Again, anybody want to explain that? I promise you they're using that category to to tilt all of this the way they want it to go. That's why you're getting 70% of all of the cases in that one category. How insulting. It's it's obvious. It's an obvious manipulation. My point being, though, look look at the breakdown here in that category. Again, that's an obvious manipulation, but then go to, go to, uh, or uh, go to deaths, zero to zero. Seriously? 0.1 to 0.1. That Those are at highly vaccinated groups. And you're telling me that the death rate is the same? How do you explain that? So somebody who is 28 years old, who has three injections, has the same risk of dying from COVID as someone who has none. But yeah, totally means it's working though, guys. Just don't think past it. Now, going forward, these vaccines have met the strict standards of safety, quality, and effectiveness. Did you not just hear Walensky talk about how the fact that it's waning and they're not working and, and the fact that's not effective? There's nothing about this is effective whatsoever. That's just towing the line because they removed the data so you have to trust what they're saying. This is Scotland, remember. Here's something else they're pointing out. Remember, they were changing this because we'll continue to update this. Uh, where to say right here? Because... Uh, 
Oh, right here. I, I, this is where I highlighted it. PHS, Public Health Scotland, has stated that the data in the report should not, not be used as a measure of vaccine effectiveness. Just make sure we're clear. That's their line. They're telling you don't you shouldn't be using this data to to make to to make conclusions about the effectiveness of these vaccines. Except that's literally what they were doing in the beginning, as you all know. Everybody knows that. But now, no, no, now you can't. Except I'll show you that they they continue to do that though. But the point is, they say that people were misinterpreting or maliciously misrepresenting what's going on here, and that's why we're going to hide all of it from you instead of explaining it which is what they were already doing. And we were clearly pointing out that those things are, it's, they just want to hide it, guys. There's no way around this. Honest people do not hide information when it's honest, when it's true. Even if our people are out there misrepresenting it, which I don't think is happening. And at least not on my end. Here's the next one. Okay, just to make it even more clear, they're listing here in many different ways. As they run down the explanations of why these things aren't how they look. Comparisons of case rates is therefore inappropriate. Like what we're doing. Comparisons of case rates is therefore inappropriate. Comparison of hospitalizations and deaths is therefore inappropriate. You shouldn't compare these things. You shouldn't work out effectiveness using this data. That, that's pretty clear, right? That's what they keep saying. Now it says, again, due to the increasing risk of misinterpretation. The risk. So we're just too dumb is the, what that means. Public Health of Scotland has taken the decision to no longer report COVID cases, hospitalization, and deaths by vaccination status on a weekly basis. Just that's it. We're just going to pull the plug. No more, because you guys are too dumb. We can't do it. And then, then, then they say very clearly, evidence suggests with a link, and I'll show you what it is. The COVID nineteen vaccine is effective at reducing the risk of severe outcome such as hospitalization when infected. Despite the fact that that literally contradicts what we just showed you, let's just pretend that's the case, right? Okay, so what are they linked to? Evidence suggests, they say, and they point and go, oh, see, see, this is how it works. Well, they link to the report. Except, except, it's an old report from week four. Way back when it looked quite different. Why would they do that? Why would they link to something from a month ago? Or rather, how, let's see, how far was it? This is the report from January 27th. Right, so, so over a month ago. Back when everything was very, very different. Now, what you could call that is dishonest by saying this evidence we're pointing at here suggests all of this works like we know it does, except you're totally not pointing to the current information, which shows you literally the diametric opposite. Even though, by the way, the report they do point to also does show that if you dive into the information. But here's the main point. Didn't they just tell you that this report is not what you should use as a measure of vaccine effectiveness? Don't do that, they say. You're too stupid. You don't understand. You should not use this as a breakdown. Except we point to it and say, this shows you that it is what? Effective. That's the word they use. Okay, just so we're on the same page. So we're, us dummies aren't allowed to use it for that. But that's what they're using it for. You follow? Recent changes in testing behavior and policies include the fact that asymptomatic people no longer need a COVID PCR test. Oh, okay. Well, that seems to explain why suddenly everything looks better. Yay, we did it. Mission accomplished. Everything's better in hospital. Everything's going down and everything's getting better. And it's not really. They're just not testing people who weren't sick ever and they weren't before. And that makes the people that are really, really hurting with or injected look like the problem's getting better. One of the ways they do that. So or sort of as, you know, 28 cycle threshold on one side and 45 on the other. This is just a game situation. The point is, why would you stop tasting asymptomatic people? Which, by the way, they never should have been doing that. Thousand reasons I've gone over in the past. 
Why would you stop testing them if you still argue they're a threat? Especially if they're uninjected. Oh no, right? But they just go, well, we're done. Totally not over, which I'll make a point in them at the end here. They're all, we're all still fear-mongering quietly behind the Ukraine story, but we're going to no longer test the people we've been telling you are the driving factor. This is a game. This is how you make it look like it's changing. But then it says, this means, which is not only is it making it look like it's getting better, but they then use that action to, make, to explain why they can't compare anymore. Well, since we stopped testing asymptomatic, well, we can't confidently compare recent case trends to historical data. We just can't anymore. Perfect. That's exactly like, you know, giving the control arm injections because we have to and then going, well, now we don't even know because we gave them all the injection. Yeah, that was the point. That was the game. Same thing here. Now it says here, a same point further down in the document. Again, evidence suggests the COVID-19 vaccines are very effective at preventing a severe outcome of COVID-19. Well, you can guess what they point to. The same data report, except from February 24th. Again, further back. This one's not as far back, but it's an old report. You realize this is the newest report that they're that from Scotland and puts pointing to the old report. This one was already out when this came when their report came out. This is the newest one right here. So why would they point to an old one? Doesn't that seem like it doesn't make sense? Oh shoot, did I just close that? Oh no, it's right here. Okay, good. Oh, and so the point is again, they point to here, which again undermines the idea that you're not supposed to use the report for efficacy or effectiveness of vaccines, which they just told you you shouldn't do what they're doing. Boosters and third dose is associated with, guess what, guys? A whopping 57% relative risk reduction of symptomatic infection. That's it. So what does that break down to? A 0.04% reduction of your your sniffles and your maybe your cough or whatever else you think is happening. Meanwhile, you're more you're more your increased risk of hospitalization, your increased risk of getting sick, and your increased risk of death is totally off. They didn't even care about that. Meanwhile, 0.04% relative risk reduction is not even remotely close to 50% efficacy. Just keep the lies going, guys. Now this says and now an analysis of vaccine effectiveness against symptomatic disease with the Omicron variant suggests a lower impact than the Delta variant. Okay, so up here where they keep going, but it works and we could tell that it's better than nothing is basically their argument without saying it. It's better than nothing. But then they go on down here to say, but, but it's way worse than Delta. So it's, it's, it, Delta wasn't working, which it wasn't. And that's when she came out and admitted that it wasn't working. And now it's worse than that. But they keep pretending like it's better than it was. It's, this, is a, this is a shell game. They are hiding things from you. You can't say that it's worse than it was before when it wasn't working. And then after that claim that it's effective. Although lower, it says, and this is my point about better than nothing, this is still a substantial vaccine effect. That's not how it works, right? Although it's completely ridiculous and not effective at all and would actually, legally speaking, fall out of F, uh, emergency authorization validity, but it get, it's better than nothing, right? It's still an effect. It has some kind of substantial effect. No, it's not. It is absolutely not, especially when you factor in all the side effects, all of the risks it can cause, all of the other things we've discussed. And the fact that this thing is absolutely not doing what they say it does. And effectiveness is higher after a booster than after one or two of the doses. Well, no, it's not. In fact, we're seeing that pan out right now. <clears throat> now it says under effectiveness, again, estimated. Estimated. And we already talked about this in the last couple of weeks. They do not know the full number of the uninjected people. They've already said this. They use the database to tell you who's injected and they estimate the people that are. So they're guessing. 
So why would we trust that number? They are, these are people that are hiding things from you, and we're going to take their guess about the unvaccinated population. All they have to do would be a lofty underestimation. That's the wrong word for it, but an underestimation. And all of a sudden, or rather an overestimation, excuse me, and all of a sudden it looks way worse. Guessing into their own argument. But they're estimated to be significantly reduced mortality. This means they don't even know. Oh, this is the wrong part, actually. I was just saying that reminded me of the estimated thing for the numbers in general. They don't know. But what this is saying is a number of studies have estimated COVID-19 vaccine effectiveness against hospitalization and found high levels of protection. Estimated. A number of studies guessed if this thing works. Clearly, they guessed wrong. Here's another part where it says they estimated that it significantly reduced the risk of mortality. They guessed that it may do that. This is science. Evidence has shown that the vaccine is highly effective in protecting against death from coronavirus. No, it's not. Evidence has shown. They, all these things continue. And my point about that is, well, guess what? Evidence has also shown the exact opposite. So all this is them doing is cherry picking the flimsy, hot flash in a pan, two-week study things, they were observational stuff that they want to jam down your throat and say it's the only thing that matters. Meanwhile, there is an endless amount of peer-reviewed science coming out showing you this is not working, that it's dangerous, that there's problems across the board. Oh, and this is interesting to me. Look at what this says here. Revised. This section has been revised. None of the data has been changed. Only the narrative has changed. Well, yeah, that's the point, isn't it? That's all you ever do is just alter the narrative around what you want us to think. And they're just posting that. We left the data the same, but we changed how we want you to look at it. Can you believe that? Now, this is what they show you, and this is supposed to be enough. Okay, remember the last, this is what we got before. A very clear, full breakdown. Oh, don't, come on, don't crash on me right now. Oh, it's the bottom. Okay, whew, that scared me. I thought it was freezing. Now, we get a clear breakdown. Comparing unvaccinated to individual dose areas and so on, right? This is an old, This is one of the earlier ones I was looking at. Hospitalizations, starting, uh, starting with the cases here. And now all you get is this. You get a stated number. They don't give you the breakdown. They just go, this is what it is. Trust us. And and note how many squares say insufficient data. Yeah, that makes you feel great, doesn't it? So in other words, they have no idea. And that this is across the board. That's the majority of those squares say insufficient data for the months, for the dates, for the, it's for hospitalization, for debt. I mean, it's ridiculous. Same thing. That's all you get, guys. That's in lieu of all of that information. And that's supposed to be transparent, right? Oh, is this the same report? Yeah, it looks like it. So here is what we used to look at. And here, the point I've made before, guys, this is cases from November to December 2021. Do you note what's not there? Do you, do you just see the glaring absence? The per 100,000. Now explain for me how if, if the percentages that they claim we're taking out of context were not the way to look at this, and then it only makes sense when you break it down by all the different, then why did they put it out the first time without that? So were they, were they misleading us to begin with? Right? I mean, that's what they're claiming, that we're misunderstanding. Well, they didn't do it here. So the point is, either they chose to mislead you in a way that looked good for them, because it did look, this is how it looked. You point at this, and it looks like the vaccine's working. Right? And then when it started to tilt the other way, they added the per 100,000. Said, no, 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 no longer look at the percentages, you stupid people. You have to look at the per 100,000. Okay. Now, when that starts looking bad, they just pull it out, pull the rug out altogether and go, you guys are too stupid. You can't understand. Well, 
they clearly only pointed at the percent, the, the breakdown that we are in the beginning. It's just that simple, guys. They're lying. They're running from a problem, digging their way out of a hole. <clears throat> and even the CDC is now withholding data from you. And they all admit this. They just don't care. Now, to try to do this quickly, because I want to get to the other part of this, here is the DNA part of this. Now, this last part's really just going to be some more vindication that you've all seen, and we've done shows on this for three years now. Intracellular reverse transcription of Pfizer Biotech COVID-19 mRNA vaccine in vitro in human liver cell line. This shouldn't be surprising to you. We've shown you at least three or four other studies that already basically found this, not specifically liver cell line, but just in the body. This one focuses specifically on the human liver cell line only. But we also have all sorts of information that backs this up in a thousand different ways. And they just are aggressively trying to hide this stuff from you. This is my point about studies that were retracted, attacked, and can continue to be found. This was received January 18th, accepted February 23rd, peer-reviewed, and published on February 25th. <clears throat> Preclinical studies of COVID-19 vaccine, BNT162B2, developed by Pfizer and Biotech, showed reversible hepatic effects, the liver, in animals that received the Pfizer injection. Don't miss how important that first sentence is. This study is making a point to tell you they already knew this. Preclinical studies of Pfizer's injection found reversible effects in animals that received this injection. They saw this happen in animals and they didn't tell you that. Or rather, they just acted like it didn't matter. Sort of like a 10% decrease in, in fertility. And they go, yeah, that falls under the, the, the reportable line. So who cares? Yeah, I would like to, I imagine most women would care about a 10% decrease in fertility. That's what they found in the rats. They pretended like, well, it didn't fall below 75%, so we just don't report it. That's their own marker, they claim. I've shown you that 50 times. So here we are where they're telling you this hurt these animals, or rather they found this trans, reverse transcribed in their DNA in animals in the studies they did before. Our results indicate a fast uptake of Pfizer's injection into human liver cell line, HUH7 leading to changes in line one expression and distribution. We also show that BNT162B2 mRNA, the mRNA from Pfizer's injection, is reverse transcribed intracellularly into DNA as fast as six hours upon exposure. After six hours, or as fast as six hours, it's already happening in your body. You're no longer the same, guys. If this happens... Technically speaking, you're not the same thing anymore. Your DNA is altered. That's this is what we discussed about the whole patent conversation. And, you know the difference in where whether or not like what if you if this ends up somehow integrated into your body, are you then under this patent? Now, I, the whole the clip we played in the past is you know whether or not even patenting the idea of patenting humans is you know supposed to be not on the table. But who knows if that's going to change down the line? These are valid questions we should be asking. Just to read you the, the conclusion but just a little more on the nose. It says, our study is the first in vitro study on the effect of COVID-19 mRNA vaccine for Pfizer on specifically human liver cell line. We present evidence on fast entry of Pfizer's injection into the cell lines and subsequent intracellular reverse transcription of the injection of the mRNA injection of the mRNA from the injection into DNA. Isn't that just incredible? I mean, and now this won't even get debunked, probably, because we're, they, they, they don't think we're looking enough. They feel like most people are distracted looking at Ukraine, so we don't have to probably break it down. This is, a, this is very clear, and it's been that way from the very beginning. 
Now, I'm actually going to skip over this part of it. I'm just, well, the in-depth part of it. I was going to go through this again more so. But let's just update again to show you where we're at. Is that is that loading now? Oh, no. Okay, looks like it's updated. 748 athlete cardiac arrests. 480 dead since the beginning, I believe, of 2021. This is all backed up by data. If you haven't seen this before, all links all compared and even even different category for the ones that you that they can't prove had a shot. And all they're saying is that they had a shot and they later died within a short period of time for the most part. Not that they, they can prove every one of them are because of the injection, but that is enough. It's alarming. And it's way more than both NIH study around this problem and FIFA's own study around this problem. We're almost past double what they found from a six-year period in these studies. But yeah, just like with theirs, we don't know for sure, so fake news. Well, we're ha- it's happening all over the place. Here is it. Here, someone says, finally, people are acknowledging what most of us have known from the beginning. I took this photo at our pediatrics office this morning. Student athletes, sports physicals are done primarily to make you make sure you are not at high risk for sudden cardiac death in the playing field. COVID vaccination affects your risk. If you have received doses of any COVID shot, we will not be able to clear you to complete a sports without performing lab work and possibly an, an echocardiogram. Look at that. The point is, guys, people see this. Doctors know. Some of them are scared to speak out. Other ones toe the line because they have a career in there. The bottom line is, it's there. It's all there, and we all see it. The narrative isn't let it out. The mainstream, I should say. They're killing people. This is killing children, killing athletes, and hurting people. They don't care. That's not a false statement. It's very clear. And by the way, here's FIFA themselves. Randomly, out of nowhere, just creating an entire thing around this exact problem that's totally not related, though. Set-piece approach for medical teams managing emergencies in sports. Introducing FIFA poster for emergency action planning. Talking about the exact kind of problems we're dealing with. It's just, it's, there's more going on here than we realize, guys. In, in a study in nature, into heart problems after COVID finds that they are much worse than the vaccinated. Of course they are, because we've been proving that to you. But this important finding is hidden in the appendix, of course, because that's what they do. Because the people that wrote this know that if they make it too obvious, they'll lose their funding. James Lyons, well, Stephanie Seneff, by the way, I highly recommend you check out the interview we did with, with her and, uh, and uh, Denny Rancourt discussing glyphosate and its obvious role in all of this. James Lyons Weiler has collected several abstracts from the research literature that show demonstrably that the spike protein can cause cells in the heart to fuse together. And this phenomenon is suspected to be the direct cause of cardiac arrhythmias. Read it for yourself. James Lyons Weiler, PhD, who we've interviewed more than once. Here's the Defender. Autopsy show, as we've even proven in the past, vaccinating teens for COVID is literally heartbreaking. It's literally breaking their hearts, guys. This is disgusting stuff. Now, here is what they're trying to use to cover it up in one of a thousand ways. Guess what, guys? Referee referee whistles that have been there the entire time, but only just now apparently caused a problem, may be caused to sudden increase in heart problems among sports players. Experts say. What experts? It can't be sports experts, otherwise they'd be laughed out of the sport. Are you really going to pretend that the whistles that have been used ubiquitously, constantly, nonstop in sports and practice and everywhere else, suddenly today, just on a dime, created a problem? God damn it, these people are stupid. And it's so frustrating to me that this is what this is a real report. This is a real, genuine expert say the dumbest thing ever. Sort of like shaking your bed covers can give you a heart attack. I can't even believe they, that they would report that. Now, on top of that, review this. It'll blow your mind. This is a report 
from August 6, 2021, about myocarditis and pericarditis after COVID vaccination and in children and their guidance. And most of the pages are in regard to myocarditis and the problems of following it. I'm going to go ahead and skip past it for the moment because of time. But guys, it's obvious they're aware this is a gigantic problem and are just trying to get ahead of it without you seeing it. Now, one of the points I want to show you on this section of myocarditis and the the heart and everything is how there's still a lot of stuff coming out, even though it's obvious and real and a problem that's undeniable that people are still putting out fake stuff about it or rather incorrectly sharing stuff about it. Now, I'm not saying that this person did that because she doesn't seem to imply that this has anything to do with COVID-19 or the injection, but it is being shared that way. Now, watch this before we even get into what it's, what it's from. Because this is what she says, I'm stunned, and I agree with exactly what she says. She's stunned at the level of complete apathy in this emergency. People, we have individuals dropping like flies. Well, that, I guess you could argue, is the tie to COVID. Be there for each other. Act better to be safe than sorry. Well, But it could just be that she's sharing a video from before. Anyway, the point is, watch this, and it's not from COVID-19. This kid collapses as he's jogging. Oh, for crying out loud, what is going on? Technocratic future. So he falls. Now, first of all, Someone in the comments tries to pretend this is manipulated. I looked at the other video. It's the same video. There, and you can see the kids that continue to circle around. It's not edited. You can see the kids continue to come in and out of frame from top and bottom at the same time. The point is, why is nobody doing anything? I mean, this flip, I flipped out. I'm like, what are you doing? This kid is twitching on the ground and they're just walking by him. Where are the teachers? I, I mean, I, this really upset me. That kid just looked right at him and just walked away. This guy's on his phone. These kids are on their phones. Guys, this is the problem with where we are today. This is engineered apathy. How in the world? I mean, look at this kid staring at him. Doesn't it, this, this should bother you. This kid just walks right past, two people walk right by him. Or this is the final one that walks, walks up to him. Okay, so the whole time, it took all those people to walk up to this kid. Damn it, that bothered me. The point is, in, in whether this was a year ago, 10 years, the point is in the, in the Technocrat, the technological world we're in. People are on their phones. They're there. This this reminds me of a new a New York discussion where there was a study done about people walking by. Like the hype, that story was a dead body in an alleyway, in full view of the street. I guess, and it was a real story that people will just walk by. You can see a dead body and an obvious dead body. Everybody walks by. Nobody calls the police. And the logic is that people look at it and they're like, well, geez, that's obvious. Well, somebody probably, I guarantee somebody called the police and they walk away. There's a name for it. It's, you know, assuming somebody else has dealt with it. That's what the government does to these people. They got it under control. I don't have to worry about it. I don't have to care about my fellow humans. The government's got it. Somebody else's, that's somebody else's job. That's disgusting. And they're removing the humanity from you. The point is, this is not from COVID-19. This is from 2015. And this is a vice principal, save students' life and whatever. The, the story bothers me, even this, because one of the other headlines said, fast action saves child's life. And I'm like, that's re- the video obviously does not show that. But nonetheless, people are sharing it because we need to do better than this, guys. Not this, not, I'm not saying her in general. I'm talking about people that are sharing this and talking about COVID-19 and clipping it and whatever else. Do better, guys. We need to be better than them. Don't even though we know this is happening to use this clip to art to get people to to think about it and it's it's just as manipulative as them. It's lying for your truth. 
And that's no less dishonest than what they're doing. Now, finally, 8,817 COVID vaccine injuries reported to CDC among kids 5 to 11 as studies shows Pfizer vaccine only 12% effective in that age group. But, you know, Wilinski said it's all behind us now, so who cares? Just keep taking it. I want you to understand, by the way, none of this is stopping. They're still forcing it. They're still pushing it. The mask, the injections, the pressure, the new bills, the variant scaring, it's all still there. They're just not focusing on it. Acting like it's going away and pretending like that's back to normal. It's not. That's the, this is the lull period that Peterson's clip warned about. That they want you to act like we're comfortable again. Then they're going to push you farther again until you push back again. Until we realize that we're 40 miles away from where we started. FDA releases 10,000 more Pfizer vaccine documents. What will they reveal? And the point is, guys, it's horrifying. The data is continuing to show us that these things are exponentially problematic. The adverse events are absolutely through the roof. Here's expose. COVID-19 vaccines increase the risk of miscarriage by at least 1,517% when administered during pregnancy. Now, this is using the Bayer's data to break it down. You You could, of course, factor in that some of those could not be what they're saying it is, but that's the only way a safety signal system is supposed to be used, and no one is using it other than the independent media. It's alarming. Finally, guess what the Daily Mail just reported? Guess what? So what's the point? Cloth masks allow 90% of particles to filter through, giving them little ability to prevent COVID transmission. Study finds. Oh, now that they're allowed to say it. Great job, study. That was a waste of time. There's 40,000 studies out there that say the exact same thing. They just didn't care about them. How crazy. As I said, gee, where have you heard that before? Or maybe you didn't because they censored anyone who said this before they were allowed to discuss it. Even N95s were found repeatedly to be not statistically significant in transmission. Been telling you since day one. Even though they're pretending this fake news now, still same thing, even though it's verifiable, just like the cloth part of it was before we got here. Now we're at 118. I'm going to wrap this up. I just want to include these. I'm going to discuss this in depth more with Catherine Austin Fitz when I discuss this with her on Mar- on Friday. But this is an interesting clip from Tim, uh, Tim Truth and he, all the links to uh, the rest of the rebel videos or rump, excuse me, rumble videos are down here. And this is Dr. Fleming looking at blood reacting to the Pfizer injection. And it's pretty wild. Now I'll, you can watch this video for yourself. He does a good breakdown on this in the beginning. I just want you to see the point and then we'll, I'll let you watch this for yourself. Man, what is going on here today? Or maybe I won't. For crying out loud. (laughs) All right, whatever. Guess that's the world we're in. Come back to it, I guess. (laughs) Uh, So the point is that this goes, if it ever wanted to play, that the ejection is placed and you'll see it and the blood. God damn it, man. I just, I I, I get undeniably frustrated. When normal things just don't work only when we're live. (laughs) Okay. Look at that. It just stops. All right. Well, we'll skip it then. Watch it for yourself. This is, uh, well, here, let me do this. Maybe I can just get one of these rubble ones to work for last ditch effort here. I just don't know where the part is on here. I didn't queue it up.
Look at that. Okay, guys, there's something going on. That's not, There's no way that can just be the first few seconds of both these videos from two different platforms. Good God. I'm not, I mean, you tell me. <laughs> That's a different platform and it stops three seconds in. What? That's the same thing. It's exactly three seconds, guys. What the hell is that? Oh, use a VPN? I've never thought of that before. <laughs> what a great advice. Guys, I, I take all, I'm doing all of this stuff. Did I, did I clear my cache? <laughs> did you unplug it and try it again? Right, so guys, the point is, whatever's going on here, I don't know. That's, there it goes. I'm not going to touch anything. Ah, okay. See, I just don't know where the good part is on here. I didn't have it queued up. I'm going to try to move it and hopefully it works. Oh, wait, let's see. <laughs> nope, I'm not out of memory. I'm not out of memory. It's just funny. Everyone's got their, their, their two cents here, guys. This is, it's across the board. RAM, memory, active memory, everything. I'm not even using a percent, as a fraction of what I, every show before we get started. Even when it crashes, it's usually before the tabs are even up, right? This is, I'm not saying it's necessarily manipulation. I'm just saying, logically speaking, there's no reason this should, and not, not even the clips, but why things are slow and why it's happening, why they don't load and on and on and on. I don't know. I'm just saying it doesn't make any sense. Come, come on over views and I'll prove it to you. It's definitely not the case. Of course. Now this one's over here playing. How frustrating. Maybe maybe it's just about keeping you disjointed, huh? Okay. If it keeps playing, this will show you. I mean, we can listen to Tim too. Okay, look at that. Now, you, we've had Dr. Fleming on the show, right? We discussed him. We went over. I mean, this guy's an expert, right? You, you should question this just like anything else, right? We don't know where the vaccine came from. We don't know. The, it's just like any other conversation we've had. Nonetheless, <clears throat> these, are, these are interesting findings that should be confirmed. Like if there was, if anybody out there as the mainstream experts actually cared about whether this was reality or not, instead of just dismissing whatever they don't think is, they don't want to look at, they would look into this. This is alarming. Now you can hear, I'll, I'll, I'm going to skip past this because it just obviously took up too much time, but please take a look at this. We'll talk more about it. It's obvious there's something very strange going on. Now, Biden's claims gun makers only industry that can't be sued fails to mention blanket liability for COVID vaccine makers. Now, I forgot to say this in the State of the Union address. Can we not realize how insulting this is to our intelligence? Biden stands up and literally argues that gun makers are the only industry that can't be sued while they have made it the case for the vaccines. It's almost like they, they're taunting people like us. Because you know that we're going to be like, are you serious? You, you guys, have, it's blanket indemnity for any of these things. And that's unacceptable because they're the only ones he said about guns. And you're damn right it's unacceptable. 
for anyone that has that situation. They just, it's, it's, it's incredible. I don't think Biden knew he was making that point. But here we are to end this point. California legislators propose new slate of COVID-19 vaccine laws. This is March 2nd. Okay, this is not a month ago, two months ago. This is right now. We're rolling back this and we're rolling back that and we're going back to normal and you could take your masks off and it's all over. Remission accomplished. We did it. No, not even remotely. What they did was ruin everything, destroy everything. This is, or again, we told you this is the solution being worse than the problem. That's what they do every single time. That's what government does, usually by on purpose for their agendas. But as they're screaming about Ukraine, not even talking about this right now, it's still happening. Do not, do not pretend like this is not being pushed forward right now. Listen to what this says. Gavin Newsom is easing mass restrictions and declaring that the pandemic is moving into a less critical phase. So that's, that's his surface level narrative. However, an aggressive slate of COVID-19 related bills to mandate vaccines for children and workers to allow 12 to 17 year olds to get the vaccine without parental consent and more remain in play right this moment under the Capitol Dome. So explain that to me. Why are you trying to pass bills for mandated vaccines when you're telling us that we're no longer in a situation? Because that's going to happen again whenever they decided to, guys. Their aim is to increase vaccination across rates across all age groups, improve the state vaccine registration database, and crack down on misinformation about the virus. So they're making bills to shut down free speech, to force injections, to push and continue to propagandize people about them. Taken together, the adoption of these bills would make California an outlier among states and give it the country's strictest COVID-19 regulations. Why is this even acceptable right now? Because we're technically still in a state of emergency, the same one that Trump began. Still there, right now. So they can do this. They can just arbitrarily pass mandates, or in this case, you know, going th- even going through the state. The, lot, these things actively and overtly violate the Constitution. Murbury versus Madison. This is repugnant to the Constitution, so it is null and void. Legally speaking, it's not valid, but doesn't mean they can't point a gun in your face and throw you in a cage because they're mafiosos. Other states are considering various mandates and legislation. Mandates still. Mandates. Related to COVID-19, but none appear to have the conditions, the coordination of the effort of this effort from California. Steered by some of the most powerful legislators in Sacramento. Quote, these bills all attempt to bring cohesion or coercion, consistency and clarity to our overall approach and response to the pandemic. So again, our, so we're, that's still going on. Don't, don't mix this up. This, they're still responding to the pandemic right now. The bills, would requ- one of them, I'm just going to read them all, one require all children. Zero to 17. Zero to 17 to get vaccinated, to attend, to attend care or school. That means... That when you're coming out of your mother's womb, getting you're getting an injection. That's zero. This is disgusting. I mean, we're talking about under 19, one in a million risk. Can you imagine what it is for a, a baby? They're at no risk, guys. This is absolutely zero for these people. That's what their own data shows. It's it's actually statistically zero. And yet they're pushing this on babies. Another bill would allow kids 12 to 17 to just get it when, whether they want their parents say they can or not. Just like with transgender stuff, just like with, you know, all sorts of different things, except they can't have a cigarette. They can't join the military. They can't drive a car, but we'll let them alter their body and get injections that also alter their body for the rest of their lives. 
This one would require schools to continue testing, to create testing plans. So who cares if it's still a problem? We're going to make the schools do it. This one requires online platforms to be more transparent, basically censoring people. This one would force law enforcement officials to enforce public health orders. Force So law enforcement order, officials who realize that this is unconstitutional, they're now going to force them to do it. This is what authoritarianism looks like under a guise of democracy. Would require all employees, including independent contractors, to show proof of vaccine. Would make changes to the California immunization database records. Would classify sharing COVID misinformation by doctors and surgeons as unprofessional conduct. So whatever the government deems misinformation, the experts aren't allowed to say. Does that make sense? That's po- that is politics guiding scientific policy. Yep, that's exactly what it is. Same with like everything else we're pointing to. Now, finally, guys, they're pushing this right now. Fast emergence of new COVID variants due to viruses capacity for rapid burst evolution. Not saying it's here, but just making sure you don't forget. It could happen tomorrow. We don't know. That's how this goes. And they're going to keep floating this until they just decide to pull that trigger yet again. Pretty dumb, isn't it? Well, I'm going to leave it there because we're going to jump off and do my best to get this next one back up as soon as possible. I'll, I, I can't promise it's going to be only five minutes, but I will rush and we'll be back on with the Ukraine topic and we'll keep going. So please stay tuned. Keep track of the Super U channel. I'm gonna, I, I might try to post on the website if I have enough time, but we'll get this going. Thank you for staying tuned, guys, and continuing to get this information out. You can see why this had to be broken up. There's so much important stuff here. Ukraine's even crazier. They're lying to you. And I think we all know that. It's just painfully obvious. So thank you for being here. I'll see you shortly. I love you all. As always, question everything. Come to your own conclusions. Stay vigilant.